I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my team business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Okay, Rockstar Nation, boy, we have a great guest today coming from Las Vegas, Nevada. I got Mr. Todd Miller on the phone. Todd, along with his wife, have been killing it in Nevada real estate for years. Todd's been a Tom Ferry coach for eight years plus, and uh, now he's got an incredible app that he's created. Among other things, this guy is super duper busy, and I was able to catch up with him, and we are going to get down to the nitty-gritty day on some fun objection handling for real estate agents amongst other things so without further ado todd welcome to pat hyben interviews real estate rock stars pat thanks uh, for having me on the show i am looking forward to it looking forward to educating all the agents who listen to your podcast helping you get some more deals out there so todd why don't you give everybody a little bio on yourself so they can get to know you better oh little bio i came from a non-traditional past uh, I was an airline pilot and uh, got my real estate license back in 2003 and figured out very quickly that the way to succeed was to focus on listings. And I was the guy calling expireds, calling FISBOs, and spending a lot of time sitting in front of potential people, to handling objections and doing things to get them to agree to hire me. Wife and I, actually, it's how we met. Uh, we became relatively successful. I would say 2009, we were number one team in the country. We did over 1,100 total sides. 750 of those were listings. And wait, a minute, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so yeah. 1,100 total sides. What year was this? 2009. Jeez. Now, how'd you do 1,100 sides in that crappy market of 2009? Were a lot of those REOs? Uh, at the time, we had 32 different REO bank clients we were the epitome of the REO, you know, super agents. Um, as a matter of fact, there are almost no REO clients we did not work for, and we still do work for REO clients. Uh, and we actually got the opportunity because we were very strong at listing. And when we would meet with banks, we would just show them, hey, this, look at all the houses we've listed. And it would be like, wow. And it sort of led to more listings. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to let oh, you yeah. finish your bio, but, but, but just give me a couple seconds here. So what year did you start listing REOs to get to 1100? And I imagine that was probably your peak year, right? 2009? Yeah, I would say 9, 10, and 11. Unit wise, uh, unit wise. Yeah. Unit wise where we actually made more in 08, even though we sold less because the prices were higher, you know, mm. they'd fallen so far by yeah. 9, 10, 11. 
No, it's really 2007. Seven. So you were getting in it, you know, before everyone else. Because I know a lot of people got into the REO game 9-10. You know what I mean? Like 8-9-10 to get in. And it's interesting. And you, you got in it a, a year or two before everybody else. And that, that's how you collected them all. Out of curiosity, in Las Vegas, like, are there REOs left? Is there even 1,100 REOs in the whole market of, of Las Vegas now? Or what's it look like? What's the landscape look like today compared to, you know, six years ago? Or not even six, no, what, about eight years ago? Yeah, no, it looks nothing like it. Uh, at the time, we were 60 to 70% of all listings were REO. About 30% were short sales, and there was just a few regular equity sales. And it's completely flipped around. It's We're back to a market where over 80% of all listings are regular listings. There's probably 4% of our market are REO, and maybe another 6 to 10% are short sales. That's, that's amazing. Now, here's a curious question, and I don't mm-hmm. know if you know the answer. But imagine all of those companies – back in uh, 2008, 2009, that were feeding you these REOs, right? Of those companies, how many, uh, those outsourcers, right? How many are still in business? Virtually none of them. Wow. So these are companies that got in the business to service REOs, amassed a huge amount of employees, a huge amount of agent bases, and then the market just, you know, as well as it fed them, it just as fast starved them. Yeah, I mean, the default um, servicing part of the business is really weird. A lot of these companies were really doing the behind-the-scenes work, got and stepped in front of the banks and said, hey, we will also want to select the agent. So that what they were doing was putting themselves in the position to sort of give out the business to the agents. So you had banks directly working with agents. Then you had these quote-unquote asset management companies that were doing a lot more than just picking agents. They were doing a lot of the actual default managing of the foreclosure process, working directly with the trustees in the local markets. And because you know all the markets, all the states, everybody has a different procedure for how they deal with foreclosures. So uh, they sort of were like little mini REO brokers that were outsourcing all over the country. And um, it was a fragmented industry. And the way to conquer a fragmented industry is to find a single source or a single way to get in front of that business. And that's really what happened is we found a couple really good things that worked to step in front of a lot of different – because if you think about it, a bank or an asset management company is just a seller who just happens to have a lot of properties. No, and whether that seller yeah. is just some guy who owns fifty properties, or it's a bank who has a thousand properties in a the market, there's really, you know, not a big difference. So wow. that was appealing because I spent most of my life before that, one off, you know, calling Fizbo's, calling expireds, door knocking, doing things to get in front of people, and sitting down for an hour, maybe hour and a half, trying to get them to sign a listing agreement, which is a lot of work. So what I found, it was a lot easier to sit back and let business come in and work for my computer instead of having to you know, run out to houses and meet with people. And I was spending a lot of time yeah, doing that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Bet. I bet. Amazing. Okay. So, and now, you know, those days are gone. Zip, you've gotten rid of all that business. Now you're doing only traditional work, or I say your wife is, you've kind of handed the reins off to her and, and she's running the, the team and, and doing the traditional work. No REOs now, correct? Well, that's not true. 
We have Fanny still. You still have Fanny. Okay. We still have Fanny, but how many do they give you a year about? Oh, it's I, I think we have fifteen right okay. now. Okay. Which is we we had over six hundred at one time in inventory. <laughs> six hundred just Fannies. Well, six hundred total REOs, yeah. which means we had six hundred signs with our phone number on it. Right. Buyers calling. Crazy. Yeah, it was yeah. it was you can imagine yeah, what wow. it was like Amazing. for about yeah. four years. It is interesting, you know, because we forget about that so fast, don't we? I mean, it's, it was only, you know, a couple of years ago. And yet here's one agent with 600 listings that are all, all REOs and now they got 15. But that's pretty typical. I mean, that's, you know, um, I think that's typical of a, lot of a lot of the markets where they had massive amounts of REOs, uh, uh, you know, my team office in Maryland included. So very interesting, fascinating. Okay, so now fast forward to today. What are you doing now? Uh, today, the real estate business works the same as it did before, uh, not focus as much on the um, door knocking or doing FISBOs or things like that. Uh, we get a lot of business that just comes to us because of our past surprisingly you know just because you know people we've had people that bought one of our reos that called us like four or five years later and said hey you guys were the agents when i bought the house not they weren't you know my buyer agent's not in business but you must know about the house since i bought it from you now i want you to sell it for us right hmm. this is a, it's a traditional thing it's uh you know there's probably a two to three time better chance that if you take a listing you'll get more business from it than a buyer you've worked with yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, 100%. 100%. I I've always agreed with that, you know. Listings are the name of the game and they always have been. And uh yeah. and absolutely. I okay, mean, so then you went on you yeah. worked for Tom Ferry for 8 years and I assume that's while you were selling real estate, right? Yeah, right. I was uh, I was being coached by Tom uh by by David Romero who was one of his uh f- fantastic coaches and I was invited uh myself to become a coach and you know, I coached agents all the way from agents with big teams to, you know, just agents who are one-man shops trying to figure out how to get from, you know, 20 to 40 sales in a year. Right. Um, and then, yeah. you, then you created this Todd Miller TV, ToddMillerTV.com, which is a, a vlog. Yeah. For those of listening, what a vlog is, is a video blog. Um, and um, this is a way your wife has been able to get uh, listings as well. I'll put a link to this on hybendigital.com backslash Todd Miller. So you, you've done all things real estate. You know, you've been in the trenches yourself and uh, now you've created this app home in and uh, we'll get to that at the end of the show. But let's get into some nitty gritty because what we want to do is we want to provide meat and potatoes for our listeners. We want to give them something that they could learn from the podcast and uh, scripts and dialogues are a huge part of the fairy family business. And uh, so I'd like to, you know, jump into some of those. So let's just start with buyer scripts if we could. Okay. Sure. Okay. So I think the biggest challenge, one of the biggest challenges for agents nowadays is not necessarily how to script when they're face to face with the buyer, but how to script to get the buyer to a face-to-face. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. I, I think that uh, there's, you know, it, it's it's all in the agent's head. It's all what the agent believes. And they have to, most agents just have to get beyond their false beliefs about what a buyer wants and needs. Because anytime they're on the phone with a buyer, what that says to me is, 
that buyer's not working with an agent. And if they are, it's probably not in writing. It's probably just a, I've been talking to some agents. And anytime a person is out there reaching out for help, the agent needs to understand they need to help that person. So it's, I think a lot of agents don't do enough on the phone to get the meeting, which is all you can do. The only thing you can do from a phone call is set up a face-to-face meeting. And I think that 100% of the effort of a initial conversation on the phone should just be to get that person to meet face-to-face. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's take it from there. You are the agent. I'm calling you. Ready? Okay, sure. Uh, Ring, ring. Hi, this is Todd. Hey, Todd, this is, you know, I don't want to tell you my name, but uh, I'm (laughs) thinking out loud. Hey, Todd, um, how much is the house on um, 5837 Wild Orange Gate? Uh, oh, Wild Orange Gate. Um, I can give you that. Just give me a couple minutes. I got to get my uh, computer spooled up and going. No problem. All right. So how long have you been looking for a house? You know, about a month. Okay. Have you? Uh, do you have a house you have to sell first or, or no? Yeah, we have a townhouse over in Dorsey Hall. And um, we're either going to sell it or rent it. I haven't quite decided. I got to check out the equity, but we definitely decided we're going to move one way or the other. Okay, have you talked to a lender as far as whether you need to sell it or you're okay renting it and then buying a new house without selling it? Um, no, you know, I went on LendingTree.com and, and uh, you know, I just got a bunch of estimate on rates, uh, but um, a couple of them wanted me to get pre-qualified and I didn't, know. Okay, is there is there a reason you haven't decided just to – do you know any lenders? Do you have anybody you could reach out to? Nah, not really, to? no, no. Uh, I could have my lender call you and probably within about five minutes would be able to tell you, you know, what would be best for you. Is that something you'd be interested in? Yeah, wouldn't hurt. Okay. So when I give him your number and I'm guessing this, uh, 301-623-4195, that's your cell phone, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then who can I tell him to call? Pat Hyben. Pat Hyben. Pleased to meet you. My name is Todd Miller. Hey, Todd. Hey, so my um, my computer's just uh, warming up here. I'm just going to go in the MLS and and find uh, the data for you. Okay, cool. So have you have you talked to a bunch of real estate agents yet? A couple, a couple. Yeah. Have you decided to just pick one to help you find a house? No. No. Any? What's stopping you? You know, everything's pretty transparent nowadays. I I don't know. You know, I just figured I'd just use the, the agent on on the house. You know, we could see every house for sale. I don't really see a lot of agents, you know, having things that not that aren't on the MLS. As a matter of fact, uh, if I go to Zillow, I can even I can see Fizbo's and everything else on my own in my own control. So I just figured we'd call one uh, when we found the right house. Perfect. I like it. So what's important to you is having efficient use of your time, right? Autonomy. Yeah. Efficient use. Yeah, we're busy. We run really busy. We got three kids. Oh, I like that. Hey, hang on one second. My lender just walked by my my office. Hey, Troy. Hey, do you have a minute to do a, a buyer consultation with Pat? He's uh, looking to buy a house. Oh, you think you could now? Hey, listen, Pat. My office is only a mile away from that property. If I texted you the address, you could come here. You could sit down with Troy, my lender. He would be able to work it up for you. And then when we're done, we could just drive right over there and walk in the house. Hmm. Um, I could meet you now or in about 10 minutes. Well, how much is it? Uh, that house is 355 And so it would just take about 10 minutes. You would sit down with Troy. 
go over all your numbers. If everything looks good, we can go in and check out the house. If you like the house, we can make an offer. And if you don't like the house, we can sit down and look at some other houses in the area that you may not be able to find on Zillow. Okay. So I can meet you in about 10 minutes. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds fine. Perfect. I look forward to seeing you. I'll text you my address right now. Okay. So, you know, obviously I was easy on you towards the end, but we yep. we covered some really great things and I wanted to touch those before the audience forgot So of what we said. So first of all, tell me about, you know, the, the warming up the computer. You know, I like, I don't like to just jump in and give anybody information. The other one that we've used is, Hey, I'm driving right now. Can you give me a chance to pull over so I can go through and find it in my paperwork? So anything to get the to get it to pause, right? Anything to get that pause yeah. so you can start making small talk. Because if you say three fifty five right away, thank you, goodbye. Right? Yeah. I mean and, that's it. Yeah, and and ultimately, you know, I we've I mean, this is real. Like we've we've done these for real and we've gone from how much, how many bedrooms does it have blank, blank, blank to never even answering the question. Like they'll show up in the office and go, you know what? I never even did find out what the price was right. because I don't, I don't really think that's the important thing. They're yeah, just called, not. asking for help. And so I believe that all buyers need help and I believe that I could help them or someone on my team could help them. See, um, see what I liked about this, Todd, was you never lost focus of, of the two most important things, which I think a lot of agents lose focus of right away. The two most important things are – a, you know, can they afford it? And B, meeting them face-to-face. Everything else is secondary, right? Because if you meet them face-to-face, your chances of closing them, as getting them as a client for probably a listing and a sale have increased a hundredfold from you never being able to meet them, right? Because you, you're going to yeah. leave that much more of an impression from meeting them then anybody's going to be able to on the phone, via email, any other, any other way of, of any you know, communication, you got them beat. And number two, so many agents waste time with the people and they can't even afford 355. You know, they qualify for 210. So that was all, that was immediately what you went for. And I, and I like that about that. Okay, so, so let's do this now. Um, something that happens a lot, which, you know, less and less buyers are calling, right? Because they can just go on their phone and type in the address and they'll have 17 websites that show the damn price, right? Of the exact same house. So let's say you're lucky enough to get the email, right? And you're an agent and you got seven emails in the last four hours, all from buyers, you're calling one back. Okay, so you call me back. Okay. Ring, ring. Hello. Hey, Pat. Is this Pat? Yes. Hey, Pat. Todd Miller from Nevada Realty Solutions. How are you? Hey, what's up, Todd? Not much. Hey, I just saw that you had requested some information about a house in uh, Columbia, Maryland. Yep. Yes, I did. Okay. What, what brings you to, to, uh, to our beautiful town? You know, I'm here on a business trip, and uh, I actually didn't request any information that I remember. I just went on there, and you know, it forced me to fill out a form in order, in order to get the price, and I got the price, and it uh, it looks like it's, you know, I got sticker shock here from Ohio. You know, yeah, definitely a, a different market than Ohio. What? Uh, so, what business are you in? 
I'm in the software business. I like it. So is that a so is are you thinking about moving here because you're being relocated or you can just work from wherever? Yeah, yeah, the mothership is here. They're shutting down, you know, our little office in Ohio and they're moving them to Baltimore, so so this is where I'm going to be working. So, you know, I'm going to go back to Ohio. We're going to finish the school year out and then me and the fam are going to come over the summer. Sweet. So you're physically here right now. Correct. Yes. Uh, we had a quick meeting and I got to go to the airport uh, later tonight. Okay. Do you have a, do you own your house in Ohio or, or do you rent it? Yeah, we own a house there. Okay. Have you already d- picked the agent you're going to use to sell your house there or are you going to rent the house out? Instead? Yeah, my wife's sister's an agent, so we're going to use her. Great. Is she uh, experienced? Has she helped you guys before? Yeah. 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 Okay. Perfect. How about here for buying a house? Have you picked an agent? No. Okay. Um, do you have some time this afternoon, maybe just to look at a couple houses to see if they would be even something you would be interested in, like, you know, what neighborhood or, you know, what things you'd be interested in, in finding in a house? Uh, I'd love to, but like I said, um, I'm, I'm, I'm running and then I got to catch a flight. What time's your flight? Seven. You know, it's only 11. We could probably meet just for an hour for coffee. Is that something you'd be interested in? It's we could just, talk about the town. I'd love to, Todd, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, how about this? What if I get your contact information right now? All I've got is a phone number and an email. And when you get back to Ohio, I'll reach out and we'll just continue the conversation and figure out what it is you're looking for and just go from there. That's Does cool. That sound reasonable? Yeah. You'd be interested in that? Sure. Okay. Sure. All right. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard when they just won't meet, right? And what I recommend for and what I did for, you know, with the role play rules, you know, were strict. And at some point you had to relent, right? <laughs> you couldn't continue to object and just say no, no, Yeah, no, no, yeah. No, no, but I love it because you're, you're basically you're going for the appointment. That's it. Right? I mean, yeah, there's nothing it's else. It's only the appointment. See just, a lot of, just to meet. Yeah, see a lot of people. And, and probably when you follow up with them, you call them when they're in Ohio, let's schedule a time. Let's schedule a time. And I think if you just focus on you know, your goal is the appointment. See, a lot of people set these small goals and their small goals is, is to put them on an email list and email them, you know, listings, which no, they don't really need anymore. You know, They're, they have dozens of agents. We've had agents call us and say, well, I was working with them. And we say, well, what do you mean you were working with them? Well, I had them set up on a drip campaign. They were getting listings that I, as they hit the market. Well, Okay, that's fine, but you know we sold them a house because we actually met with them, and then you know they, in our market, we get people to uh, agree to a buyer broker agreement. I don't. All some other markets are different. Most markets, the people don't do that, but something we do in the Las Vegas market. So I. But the biggest thing I've noticed, having been a coach, is that agents do really well. Most agents can handle like the transactionally, they're good. Like once they get the client locked up. You know, whether it's a listing or, or that buyer that's referred uh, or it's a, someone in their sphere of influence that they, they do a pretty good job, but they do a terrible job with um, with actually converting and meaning lead follow up. And the reason so what they do is to compensate for this, they pay for like leads and all these. They just want as many leads as possible. And then they just want to cherry pick the very best ones. And we dealt with this, of course, having. As you know, if having 600 listings, uh, you, you, it's easy to cherry pick buyers, right? Because you get when your phone rings every 20 minutes and it's a different buyer, it's easy to just say, hey, 
uh, well, if you're not really interested in meeting, that's fine. I'll just ignore you. But um, the problem is there's a financial disadvantage to that because every potential person is three, five, ten thousand dollars of commission on the other end of the phone line. Uh, our buyer agents who were answering our phone were on every call required to ask for a meeting, and it had to be the meeting that day. And if they, if the only meeting they could get was at the house, which was typically I'm in front of the house, I want to see it. Mm. The agent was required to say, well, are you under contract with an agent? Have you, have you in writing hired an agent to represent you? And if they said yes, then it was no, can't help you. Right. But if it was no, I haven't really hired an agent. Then the agent had to ask two questions. Question one was, are you financially prequaled? Have you talked to a lender? If not, I'm going to have my guy call you right now while I'm driving over there. And you're going to have to answer the phone and give him some information because he's going to call me and say whether you're qualified. Uh, we need to get the money part out of the way. I need to know that. But the second thing they were required to ask was, if I meet you at the house and you decide you want to buy that house, will you use me to write up the offer? Will you let me help you? And they had to say yes. Right? If they didn't say yes, that we didn't meet them. Then every time they showed a house, no matter what, even if they walked in and said, this is the worst house I've ever seen, they were required to ask, do you want to make an offer on the house? Right? So they were always trying to close the person. And it was funny because people would walk in and go, oh, I hate this house. Well, do you want to make an offer? <laughs> well, it's overpriced. Well, what would you be willing to offer? Well, it's not worth 300 I'd give them 270 for it. Okay, so let's go back to the office and write up an offer for 270 and send it in. Yeah, you can almost make it. You can you can always make it a joke too. You know, like you know what I'm going to ask you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just here, this is a real thing. We have had it where people will go out say we're going to see five houses today. We'll sit in the office and show them. We'll say we're going to see five houses. So get the first house. Uh, What do you think? Rate it on a scale of one to ten. What do you like? What don't you like? Very last question: Do you want to make an offer on the house? And they'd kind of get this funny look, going, "Well, we have four other houses to see." Okay, that's understand but if you did make an offer what would it be like how much do you think you think it's priced right overpriced because i need to get feedback to the other agent and i've seen it to where on either number four or five they lead with we want to make an offer on this house because you keep asking them yeah 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 you want to make an offer and and again you're you're keeping you're keeping focus of of the ultimate goal you know and if they don't want to make an offer then then you know you're doing something wrong in your criteria Have you ever lost a listing? Have you ever just kind of gotten kicked in the stomach because you felt sure that you got a listing and uh, the rapport was incredible and then they call and tell you they listed with somebody else or even worse, they send you an email and tell you they've chosen someone else. It hurts, man. I know it's happened to me tons of times and I hated it. And um, so because of that, I created a product called a certified listing agent. I got the eight top listing agents in the world and recorded their listing appointments. Everything, no holds barred, no secrets here, everything. And then after each listing appointment, we uh, discussed it and uh, created a course out of it. It's uh, over 10 hours of intense uh, video and it's for you to watch and never lose a listing again. Check it out. There's a lot of free samples. You can go in and see kind of what it's like before you uh, sign up for it. Uh, RebusUniversity.com. We also got the the uh, highly popular 
CTA, Certified Team Agent with Jeff Cohn. And that is how to build a massive team, how Jeff went from 80 to 580 units in four years and uh, what he does behind the scenes, what forms he uses, how his systems are run, everything on the CTA, Certified Team Agent. And many things to come. If, you, if you're interested, go to uh, rebusuniversity.com. Put yourself on the mailing list there. Uh, we have a price reduction course. We have a 101 ways to get uh, real estate leads for free. We have an ISA course coming out, uh, a lead handling course, not, not how to lead generate. There's, there's a ton of courses that other people do on that, but this is how to efficiently capture leads and work with them. So uh, they have a couple of courses coming out on that aspect. So anyways, RebusUniversity.com. Check it out, guys. You'll be glad you did. Now on uh, with the show. So let's yeah. let me switch gears on you here, Todd. Let's let yeah. me talk to you a little bit about Homen. It's a it's a tool that's you know I like the analogy of lending tree, right? Where it's kind of like let the banks compete, you know, and then you put in your information and you get you know four and a half percent, four and three quarters percent, five percent. You've created this Homen app and um, software. Uh, why don't you explain that to everybody? What this is. Well, it's 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 called homing in, and essentially what it is is it's a it's not a commission. You know, we're not looking to undercut whatever people think they should charge or get people to hire the cheapest agent. It's all it is is a platform that provides an agent-powered zestimate. Meaning, what we're saying is forget the zestimate. Like we don't want people to go to Zillow and get the zestimate. That's that's crazy. I mean, the CEO sold his own house for a million fifty grand, and the estimate on the day of closing was one point seven million, right? So, if you have a billion dollar company and your own estimate is is seven hundred thousand dollars off, seventy percent, like how accurate yeah. is that going to be for the average person? And the average person doesn't know when they look. Am I one of the, you know, fifty percent of the people that's within eight percent of the what it would sell for, or am I? More than eight percent. It's more than eight percent off half the time, right? Yeah. So I well, I, I read I, something yesterday. Actually, said they got it down to four and a half. It's BS because no, there's no way to back up back up the number, right? They just they can say whatever they want. Well, we're how do they know they're within the, in four and a half? And what's based that based on? on? Yeah, ba- probably on tax record sale. So ba- basically, what I did is before Todd and I started this call, I typed in. I have two houses. Uh, I have one in Folly Beach, South Carolina, which is a really small, remote uh, island. And uh, of course, there was no. There's only like three agents on the island anyway, so no yeah. agents had signed up. I, then I typed in my Baltimore address, which is a much more populated area. Uh, it came right up. Um, two agents um, got the CMA request, and um, so what? Are, tell me what exactly these two agents in Baltimore are going to do for me with this house, the house that I just typed in. Uh, before the call. Okay, so what's what they're going to get is an email that just says, hey, somebody requested a home value, 123 Elm Street in Columbia, Maryland. And they're going to, uh, if you, now you have the option of putting notes or adding pictures, right? Other, if you don't, all, you're, all they're going to get is the Google Street View of the front of the house. 
And they will be able to go do an analysis, just look at the comps, look at the tax records. It's a good place for the homeowner to say, hey, look, the reason I'm using this is because I know this estimate isn't right because I have an addition or I have the tax record says I have a three bedroom, but I have a five bedroom or I just added a pool. It's, or they're a gonna be able to, you're going to be able to communicate with them and, and kind of uh, they're going to say, OK, well, I'll adjust it here. I'll adjust it there. They're going to be able to use comps from the MLS, tax records, pendings, actives. They're going to give you like yeah. a full-blown CMA, whatever their version of a CMA is. Then they're going to submit it, and you can look at it in full color and communicate with them, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty slick. Um, the the what There's a bunch of sites that basically just provide a landing page that is nothing more than a lead capture. Form. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And, and the problem with that is, is they don't want to be a lead. They want some communication. And what we know is that the more back and forths you have with a person, the more likely they are to hire you. Yeah. So what I wanted was for myself, uh, I wanted something to replace bank-owned listings, meaning I wanted to be able to sit back and have sellers come to me and just say, hey, I'm getting ready to sell my house. What's it worth? Yeah, I've and talked then, to a couple agents on the show that si there's several services where you can get like a Zestimate or it's even worse than a Zestimate. It's, a, you know, it's just a computer-generated CMA. And I say, you know, well, aren't those really wrong? And they say, I don't care. I just want the lead. You know, it's going to give and them a wrong value. I just want the lead. Where you're taking a different approach. You're saying, hey, you know, I don't want the lead unless I'm giving them a a a super quality CMA. Now, let me let me talk about the details of of how agents like these two agents that are going to contact me, even though yep. I really don't want to sell my house, um, are go fine. are going to what? Uh, do they pay a monthly fee to Home and In, or how's that work? No, it's a free platform. So, so what do you get out of it? A referral fee? No, no, we don't charge a referral fees. No, my God, don't I don't even want to get involved. That's just such, how do you so well then? How do you monetize it? Oh, so we have a premium service. Uh, the premium service um, gives the um, agents some extra things that free agents don't get. So free agents, you can pick as many zip codes as you want, and you can respond to as many home value requests as you want. However, um, when people come to the site, let's say they go to 21044 zip code, any agent signed up in that zip code is going to be able to respond. So in theory, if both of these agents respond sometime over the next day or two, uh, then what's going to happen is, you know, you'll get two and, and maybe you'll get five if three more agents sign up. Like maybe an agent signs up tomorrow because they heard the podcast and then they respond they oh i put the zip code in and i'm going to respond to pat so you could maybe start communicating with one because you can call them so you get all their information you get all the agents information you get their phone number and their email and all that but they don't get any of your information i mean they can't call you they can't email you the email that dress that you put in is the homeowner they don't get to see we use it to send out emails when the agent responds saying we tell you, hey, go back in because, you know, agent responded. However, in app, if you want to do messaging back and forth, like on the website mm -hmm. and have like like on all sites, you have in in uh, website chat where you can leave them a message like Airbnb or whatever, and then they can respond back and forth. Uh, that's a premium service. So if you want to have a discussion online with them where they have the advantage of being somewhat anonymous, 
because all you're going to see is you're communicating with the person who lives on Lingate Road, and that's it. Uh, they're more comfortable having that conversation. What that what that tells us is, and we've had people tell us that one agent did some work for me. They communicated with me a couple times, and now that I'm ready to hire them, I'm just going to call them up. And that's the kind of business I like, which is why the video blogs work for me. That's why REOs work for me. I built Homing In basically for myself to just get business. We we probably do one a day here in Vegas. And um, that's cool. it's led to listings for us. It's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and, I love it. And we know these people because what we do is I'll go back every couple months and check people I did them for a couple months ago. And I'll find out they listed their house. <laughs> now, it wasn't always with me. But when, you know, they'll but get you knew they were serious. Yeah. Yep, yeah, they were serious. And here's the great thing. I don't have to go to their house. I don't have to get on the phone with them. Mm. I can just sit at my computer, communicate with them anonymously. The other nice thing that premium agents are get is something we're rolling out next month is they'll get their own. It's sort of a custom page. But the cool thing about it is anyone who responds through their custom page, it only goes to that agent. Well, so it won't go to every agent, but it, it's not his estimate. It's not going to give an automated yeah. value. You still have to respond because we want to get that person a home value. So it's pretty, the high level is real easy. I want homeowners coming to real estate agents to get their home values and not going to Zillow or any of those other websites. And then I would like them to hire the agents that even if it's a free agent, I don't care. I would rather have an agent use our platform, hire the agent who didn't pay anything, have them sell the house, and say, hey, I, I got real value out of an agent's ability to tell me what the house is worth, to show me some comps, to communicate back and forth some concerns I had. And then, you know, and so what we're going to do is we're building some tools that will give agents a better experience and some more hopefully improve their conversion rate. And it's, then, it sounds, it sounds yeah. exciting. And I think that, you know, what, what it is now is having agents kind of compete uh, with a CMA. One agent says it's worth three fifty. One agent says it's worth three seventy, and then they could pick the price before they actually meet any agents. And then eventually you're going to see things like this, where agents will be able to slice in a commission and say, I'll charge you X. Another says, I'll charge you Y. Then you'll be able to slice in what you do. And then people won't even have to leave their house to interview four agents or five agents. You still have like the government does this. They, when they government gets a bid, they, they ask for an RFP. They do these RFPs where you have to submit what commission you're going to charge when you're selling HUD homes. Like we had to, we bid on a hundred HUD homes to sell and we had to say, we're going to charge X percent. Um, and then 10 other real estate companies in our area bid on the same listings to list 100 homes uh, that for, got foreclosed on under some government program that they did. And um, they had to put in their commissions, what they were going to charge and what they were going to do. And I can see all that eventually going online with something like homing in. But, um, but uh, anyways, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put... Everything Todd and I talked about on hybendigital.com backslash Todd Miller. That's hybendigital.com backslash Todd Miller. We're going to put the home and in link. We're going to, so if you want to see if there, if you can get it or sign up in your area, it'd be a great thing to do. Sign up. And I'm going to put all of Todd's uh, contact information anyway, if you want a further discussion with him. Todd, listen, this has been awesome, buddy. Next time I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada. I will definitely look you up and we can break some bread. 
I like it, man. Thanks for having me on the show. I hope I, you know, added some value to your listening base out there. And, um, you know, if they use homing in and get some deals out of it, I would like to know. So I could, you know, just maybe we could do a little video and with the people and find out how they like the service and, you know, it'd be cool. Sounds good, brother. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.